Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great, thanks. How's the weather? It's hot. It's uh, 85 degrees, so it probably feels like 90. Okay. So it's it's now summer, and I think we bypassed spring. We just I think we had a few days of spring. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. It's, uh, let's see how warm it is here. It's probably roughly around the same, but yeah, same as the last episode, 15 Celsius, which is 59 <laughs> Fahrenheit. We just live that very moderate lifestyle here. So mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, I did go buy a bunch of new plants the other day. So that was very Ooh. exciting. Yeah. What are you doing? You have, uh, uh, just like a lot of indoor plants. I bought a lot of pothos because mm-hmm. They oh, okay. just grow, grow, grow. And it kind of looks like it's got a cool look to it when pothos grow quite long. It's kind of like ivy or whatever growing. Oh, I need I need to take a picture of um, we have a, a huge oak tree that has a pothos way up high and the leaves are huge. Oh, that's awesome. It's interesting. You know, the plants that kind of grow naturally here that other people pay good money for. Yeah. Um, So here we actually take them out of the trees because they can kind of mess with the trees. But mm. Um, but yeah, I'll have to take a picture of it and I, I'm growing a couple of them outside. Yeah. So they, they get huge. Oh, they do. Is it the, are they the ones with the stripes on them? Uh, are they stripey looking? No, they don't have stripe. Ah, but, yeah. Those uh, are the ones in the, they look like zebras kind of. Yeah. That, that's the one we have on the tree. Okay. But, yeah. But not, uh, yeah, no, like I, I have one that I have on a shelf and it just keeps growing and it looks like nature has overtaken the shelf i kind of like that look i kind of i i think yeah. it looks cool especially indoors so yeah and they keep giving yeah that's a plant you'll never run out of yep and uh the cats also like it too because they have something to chew on although oh good uh, i don't know if that's safe for cats is it i mean uh, they're still alive so that's, that's yeah fun. yeah you know probably should have looked that up but uh <laughs> you're, gonna get, you're gonna get some emails <laughs> people be like uh, the cat should not be eating that are but... you trying to hurt your cat yeah yeah but um, no, they they they've been eating it, and uh, yeah, they they generally they haven't really. I, the funny thing is, is like they don't swallow it, so I think that's probably why they just chew on it a little bit, and then they just leave the leaf on the ground. So oh, it's just think, like like activity. They realize it's not catnip, so they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, although I do this thing where I stuff catnip into this little cardboard thing that rolls around. It's like a little cylinder. Mm-hmm. And I swear they 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 get so weird with it. Like one of my cats just like hugs <laughs> the whole thing. Well, yeah, it's like I feel like my cat my cats are get, get weirder with catnip than any other cat I've ever met. Like well, one cat was like like big spoon like cuddling with this thing, and he was just like, and I tried to take it away, and he hissed at me, and I'm like, okay, wow, I won't, t- I won't so take you away got your, some your, okay. your, your your cardboard partner away your from your cardboard too, right? Yeah. They're very attached. Yeah. They're getting married next year. Yeah. yeah. They, they've already announced that they're moving in together. So, um, yeah. We're here to talk about Gilmore Girls, not Pothos or Cats. But, uh, you know, maybe one day we will. You know, will. you get bonus material. Yeah. yeah. The Pothos and Cats podcast. Oh, um, there you go. Oh, that's the next one. Yep. Yeah. After we do Gilmore Girls, we're going to talk about Pothos and Cats. Pothos and Cats. <laughs> Um, but we are here to talk about uh, dead uncles and vegetables. Not that far off when you think about it, you know. 
cats and pothos dead out coals and vegetables some, some I don't know if you could. I don't know if we could have put that together any better. No, no. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you can think about it. A cat uh, could be a re- be. a cat could be a reincarnated uncle, and <laughs> apothos could be. could be construed as a, a vegetable. So you know what? Yeah. Did you have any? Did you have any uncles that were really into catnip? No, I don't know if I, no, I'd want okay. to eat an uncle that was really into catnip. That would be kind of a little weird. Although I do remember when I was younger, I, I found what I thought was catnip, and I later found out it was weed. And uh, I was like, I'm going to give the cat some catnip. They're like, no, don't give it that catnip. And I'm like, why? Cats Not that catnip. special catnip. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Dead Uncles and Vegetables. Uh, this is an episode primarily dedicated to Luke uh, finding out that his uncle passed away. But also at the same time, too, you've got Emily, two episodes with Emily back to back, and uh, with a lot of Emily. Yeah, we got a lot of Emily this week, and you know what? I'm I'm all for it because I like Emily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one, this you know, if the last one was let's see if we can grow Emily as a character, this one was like let's just try to make her as annoying as possible. And, right, right. <laughs> you know. We built her up, so now we're gonna tear her back down again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because in this, she's uh, helping Suki plan uh, her and Jackson's wedding. But by planning, she's basically telling them, you need to do this, this, and this. And it's going to cost a lot of money. And okay. Didn't this seem kind of out of character for her? This to... seemed like kind of... I mean, the bossy thing isn't. No. But but the whole motif and everything, it seemed like not very Emily. Like with the midgets or... Yeah. Well, I guess they say that midgets. Seemed... But... I guess we would call them like what would you call them like now like small people um, i think i think dwarves i think i don't you know i don't know i think yeah. it's whatever people want to go by okay so i felt like a little comfortable with them saying missions but i didn't know right. what would the i thought that was i thought that was a bad taste mm, okay yeah little definitely... people i'm trying to think of what the yeah i don't yeah. know it was, it was kind of an odd one but um yeah basically yeah it uh, felt uncomfortable yeah yeah there was because they mention it they say it like eight times or something like it's it's yeah is, is this so did did paladino's husband write this one because no. he did the fat shaming stuff too okay. oh actually he did it was directed by him not written by him but oh still, yeah if there's bad jokes we can probably look at daniel paladino it's probably probably him he didn't write this but i imagine while he was directing he was probably like let's just throw in on throw in a joke that's a little tasteless so right and you know as much as i love the show i think yeah daniel paladino whenever you see his name in the credits it's like oh boy you're we're in for a rough one something right yeah um but yeah uh yeah the yeah this episode felt interesting in that uh, it felt like Rory and Jess were acting like an old couple, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Like with her like mm-hmm. dragging them around the town, I'm like they were definitely very coupley, and I was like, hmm, right. interesting, right? Or she was just like on him about not helping out, and yeah. which somebody needs to be on him about that too. Yeah. Oh, we see uh, the renovated sort of um, apartment of Luke's. Yeah. With the wall now. missing, which kind of didn't make a lot of sense logistically, but you know we'll go with it. Y- yeah, <laughs> we're we're just gonna roll with it. Um, yeah, yep. yeah, and, yeah. This episode there wasn't. I don't think 
a whole lot going on. I mean, yeah, there was the funeral for Louis and all that, but I, like largely this episode some filler. Yeah, it felt like a filler episode. Like wasn't mm-hmm. too much going on. Um, yeah. I'm trying like I'm hard pressed to think of like anything major that happened in this episode because I don't think too much. Did. Maybe this was supposed to be kind of like a palate cleanser after the last one. So much I, stuff happened. I think so, and I think you need those every so often. Like, there's no way mm-hmm. every single episode is going to be like, hey, you know, big things. But I think maybe if anything, the big takeaway from this was that Luke has to recognize relationships in his life because, you know, his uncle seemingly was a little tough for people to handle, and I think. You know, Luke kind of getting the realization a little bit that maybe he's a little bit like that, too. So. And that leads to my favorite quote, which is, um, that ain't me, is that when he's looking at the at the uncle in the casket, I think he says to Lorelai, because, you know, he had been told by, was it Taylor, one of his minions, yeah. that, you know, that he was just like him. Yeah. And that you could tell that, bothered that him. That hurt. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think... Again, not a huge episode in that pers- in a lot of perspectives, but I think the idea that is that like it tries to say to Luke like, "Hey, you you can do better than this. You don't have to be the loner that goes through life being snarky and uh, someone that people don't show up for the funeral for." So, and for that, I think it was fine. But yeah, definitely not not a huge episode in the grand scheme of the show. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of it too is uh. Well, Emily helping uh, Suki with the wedding and then eventually being told that she was fired. Um, and I, I think, too, led to like one of my favorite scenes, which was Emily in the diner. And once again, Emily's calling out the fact that Luke and Lorelai are not together when, you know, Emily sees right through it. She knows exactly what's going on, that they should be together. So, yeah. Whoops, technical hiccups. But you know what? We just roll with it here. Um, but as I was <laughs> saying uh, before, my internet rudely cut me off. Uh, is that I like the the scene of the diner where Emily calls out Luke and Lorelai for you know being into each other. Once again, Emily calling as she sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and which she's done several times before. And again, you know, it's um. I don't think Lorelai's ever told her to stop, has she? No. I, like, the thing is, she doesn't really deny it, really. I mean, she, right. yeah, she I guess she kind of denies she's we just friends, but, like, she doesn't say, like, no, I don't like him, so, yeah. Right. Um, I, think, I think Emily's kind of romantic at heart. I mean, she's mentioned stuff about Richard, Richard's, or her wedding to Richard, and mm-hmm. I, I think that she does want them to get together. I think she wants Lorelai to be happy. Yeah. She's Emily would like it on her terms. <laughs> yeah. Or she said, "Oh well, I was gonna do a wedding with um like the with the Romanovs." Yeah. And, and this is my other. This is my favorite reference. Is that so? Um, Lorelai says something like, "Oh, you know the Romanovs," and and Luke says, "Well, they probably had it coming." And that yeah. is such a Luke quote, and really explains his personality. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I guess there was also the subplot too that uh, Taylor got oh, a competitor. Taylor. And, loses his mind Oy. which I thought was funny because this guy seemed like he was had a great store he had great vegetables he was giving great customer service and it's like I liked his personality too he sold so many vegetables he was just going to travel and you know yeah. oh and then, my, then another favorite line is uh, Taylor's like how could you do this to me when you were just going to leave and he goes 
I didn't do it to you. You did it to yourself. Oh yeah, I was, that was like, great. Ooh. yeah, because it's great. true. And then we we get to see that a little bit of the evil side of Taylor, who I've always thought that he's up to no good. Yeah, Taylor's... but he got really out of his mind about this. Totally, I think uh, Taylor is the closest the show gets to a villain. But even then, like mm-hmm. he wants to improve the town. But I, I think there's times where you know his narcissism, his selfishness kind of comes through. You know, in this case, mm-hmm. he paints it like, oh, I've got a grievance and all this, but really, he just doesn't like that this guy is giving him some competition, so. And wasn't there another, there are some episodes, too, where we first meet, no, not when we first meet Jackson, but um, there's a vegetable stand somewhere. I don't think it's outside of Taylor's rest, or Taylor's grocery store, but there's mm-hmm. a vegetable stand somewhere, so how come Taylor isn't an issue with that? We see it sometimes. I, we haven't I, seen it in a while. I guess it's probably because this one was pretty popular, maybe. So. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I was trying to think if there was anything else big that happened this episode. I don't think there was too much else. Again, largely a filler episode. But uh, still... I would still... have taken, taken the baseball cards out. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Dolls, where it's like an original like Mickey Mantle baseball card. Like, he names all like these amazing baseball cards. I'm like, just take them out of his coffin. But, yeah. you know, Luke Luke wants to do what his father requested. Yeah. And, you know, I think Luke's very loyal like that. Yeah, he is. And uh, you can tell that, like, he's somebody who, if he says he's going to do something, he's going to. So Right. Even even if it hurts him. Yes. Which I think is also an issue. Yeah. He's got Which learn. I can also say why with Rachel, why he was so heartbroken. Yeah. Because I think also, do he sets expectations for himself, too, that he's going to do things. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't go his way, he definitely spirals, like, with yeah, Rachel. Yeah, he beats himself up. Mm-hmm. Or even with this episode yeah. in particular. Like, he definitely was like, I'm going to help out my uncle. I'm going to do all these things. And then people said they weren't going to show up. All this other stuff happened. And you could tell he was slowly losing control over himself. So it was like, okay. Right. Um, and even though, you know, Taylor said that mean thing or one of Taylor's people said that mean thing about, oh, you're just like him or whatever. Yeah. When they had the wake and Luke was like, what are all these people doing here? Nobody liked him. Mm. And Lorelai says, this isn't for him. It's for you. And how many people like you? And I thought that was really nice that they kind of showed him, look, you know, you're not like him. A lot of people in town like him. Yeah. Or And and then and then just the stories that whenever you get Patty and Babette together, you know, it's going to be a good scene. Oh yeah, they're they're like in rewatching this, I forget how great they are in terms mm-hmm. of being uh, just townies in the episode. Because part of the show that's great is not just <clears throat> you know the fact that you know you've got these regular characters and all that that like show up, but you also just have these townies that just pop in and out, and they're mm-hmm. they're not fleshed out a huge amount, but they. They get enough time that you go, okay, yeah, Patty, Patty and Babette are just being their own regular, you know, fun selves. And, you know, they they, they never seem to be, really, like, really angry or anything. They just seem to be having a great time. So, I don't know. I can, right. I can, like, life is short. Yeah. Just have yeah. fun. Might as well, right? So. Right. Like, with, um, with Taylor, she was just like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> you got brought out the vegetables? Yeah. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all, like, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, okay. Uh, we do have no questions for this episode. I get it, though. There's not really too much going on. So, yeah. I get it. Uh, favorite performance in this episode? I'd, uh, say, I'd say Luke. I'd say Patty. 
Okay. Patty was pretty great. Mm-hmm. I think I definitely enjoy the fact that, like, you know, we got a little bit of Luke sort of realizing a bit about, like, who he is and how he interacts and how it's mm-hmm. not totally healthy. I don't think he outwardly was going to vocalize that, but, like, you could tell he was definitely like, okay, I've got to... He was contemplating it. it. Yeah. And like, I this th- is kind of a watershed moment for him. Yeah. Like, like he- who is he going to be? Yeah, like, is he going to be the guy that just, you know, kind of scowls and is sarcastic all the time, or is he going to try to, you know, do right? I think he does do right in a lot of times, too, but I think he's mm-hmm. got to make a decision on which path he wants to take, and I think this episode kind of shows him, like, you don't have to be this type of person. You can choose to be mm-hmm. someone who's more positive than somebody who's more helpful. So. Well, and he's been under a lot of stress with the, the diner being redone, too. Yeah. And Jess. <laughs> and, you, and you get to see, oh yeah, and, and Jess. And then you get to see Lorelai yelling out all these deli orders. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> Those great. Are great. Yeah. yeah. Adam and Eve on a raft that said scrambled eggs on toast or. Yeah. Something like Adam and Eve on a raft and make it something. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, least favorite performance. I like Taylor, which means it also was good because it makes you really not like Taylor. Yeah, he's definitely the, the unlikable one. I didn't think his his performance was too bad for the reason that you give right. it like, you know, I think you're supposed to not like him. And I think it kind of right. came across pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know what? I take that back. It's it's because I just don't like the character. Dean wasn't in this, was he? Because then I would usually say him. We we could just say Dean, even though he's, he wasn't Dean in was, this episode. I... I'm gonna say, I, you know, I'm gonna say Luke maybe. Okay. Because didn't Luke, the guy that plays Luke, didn't have a lot of acting experience before this gig, right? No, he was a major league baseball player, I believe. Oh, he was interesting. Yeah. Um. So, so, the, I mean, for him to walk into this set where you've got, you know, people that have had, and I think this is also rory's first acting gig too right so yeah for him to walk onto the set where you've got these people that i mean the people that play patty and babette have been around forever yeah um in tv so to be around them i it's pretty amazing to pull it off when you when you haven't had a lot of acting experience because yeah. he was supposed to just show up for like a couple episodes right mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, pretty amazing so yeah i'd say him i'm gonna say jackson i didn't like jackson this episode. oh yeah he didn't have oh, a huge yeah. part. Oh. Well, like... I didn't say. Oh, yeah, I messed that up. So Luke isn't the isn't my least favorite, but yeah, Jackson. Jackson just there's something about him that he was just very whiny. And like, I get yeah. it. The also too, I get it that your wedding's getting out of hand, but like, you should talk to your fiance about that. The fact that you go to her right. friend to like complain and try to resolve the issue is like that's a little problematic for me. So. Well, he he lost me at you know the first time I met him, he lost me because I thought he was rude. Um, but then when, you know, the whole thing was Sookie not catching on about moving in and they refuses to buy her basket she made that was like some artesian basket made out of pretzel and stuff. And he refuses to buy it that auction because he's mad at her. I was like, that really is obnoxious. Yeah. So. So I don't know. I wasn't a real big fan of him. And like the way he was just whining and complaining to Lorelai and it's like, okay, That's first off, yeah. like. This is not Lorelai's issue. This is an issue between uh, Emily and you and Suki. Like, why are you getting Lorelai involved? Like, I get it that she's Emily's right. daughter, but still, like, go to the source. Why are you going to somebody else? So, I right. don't know. I just, I wasn't. He triangulates. 
Yes. Yeah, he gets people in the middle. What? Yeah. He loves that, I can tell. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see that. Favorite reference? I think you mentioned uh, one already. The Romanovs and also Patty Hearst and SLA. So if you want to see more about what that's about, if you don't know about mm. Patricia Hearst, uh, there's a really good Drunk History episode that okay. you can watch on Patty Hearst and SLA. Um, I should also say, too, we did get the great pop, uh, troubadour again. No, we did. And the troubadour that was fighting with the other troubadour is also the vegetable man. Yeah. Which which Taylor alludes to, right? Or he says something about, like, it's you. You know, Taylor just gets mean. And then Patty's like, yeah. Like, what does she say? She's like, oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, we don't like him when this happens. Okay, we're all done. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. Patty just doesn't care. No, she doesn't care. She's She, she lives her life at her pace. Um... But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, well, favorite reference, man, I'd probably say the Romanovs as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't, like, too much that really stood out. I just definitely remember the, there was also some Charlie Rose one where Lorelai says, like, Taylor, this oh, is Charlie yeah. Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Rose got it. He was, he got called out in the Me Too movement, didn't he? I'm, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Which is not that surprising, I guess. So um, I don't really know anything about him. No, is I think he he's just known for. I think he's a political or... pundit, I believe. So. Oh okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't I, really. I just know from interviewing like actors and stuff, but it, but um, yeah, I could see where yeah, I could see where his PBS right. Yeah. I could see where he was a political person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, favorite quote. The the one by Luke that says that he me is it because he's starting to wonder, maybe Taylor and his buddies are right that he's turning into somebody that he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And that's that that's that thing of, I think we all have times in our lives where we are like, am I turning into so and so? Yeah. And that could be like you say something, you sound like your mom or your dad, or you know, it's. Totally. It's one of those things where you you catch yourself and you go, that didn't come from my mouth. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, just, that's something else somebody said. You you maybe feel a little uncomfortable with the person you're becoming and you start to think, like, do I like this path that I'm going down? So Right. Or or you identify. I mean, I, sometimes I think, like, my mom said something. I'm like, oh. So sometimes it can be comforting, too. But yeah. sometimes it's like, ooh, <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Well, it's uh, like, it was like his reckoning, you know? Yeah. So I think that that, I think that's probably kind of what it took for him to take a look at his behavior. Cause I mean, with the, with the Thor getting fixed, I mean, yeah, he was, or the diner getting fixed, he was getting a little out of control and I'm not sure why he yeah. didn't just shut the place down. Did he mm-hmm. say he couldn't afford it? But if you have stuff falling on people's heads, like I like the umbrella thing. Was that this episode where Gus gave her an umbrella? Worry an umbrella? I think that might've been... One? The episode. It was one of the the last few, but yeah. Okay. Um, so I mean, why not just shut the place? Like that kind of. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff that he does that's that's not very healthy. Yeah. And he's got some complicated grief too, with mm-hmm. his dad. What's the deal with his mom? Does he ever talk about his mom? No, I think. I don't know if like, she ran out. I think like I I want to say she ran out. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, uh, well, that would kind of make sense. Yeah. That he and his dad were so close. Okay. Yeah. 
I know the mom wasn't around, but I can't remember if she passed away or if she, uh, if there was something else. But uh, my favorite quote was more so when the troubadour had a song about Taylor that he sung. I, just, <laughs> I thought that was great. And he was having a hard time with the chorus, and, yeah. and uh, Lorelai was cheering him on. I just love those town hall episodes because Lorelai is just she just goes just for the entertainment value. Yeah, she does. She doesn't care. Or even like the one or no. t- in this episode where she uh, says something along the lines of like, uh, after Taylor says that he's already banged the anvil, she says dirty. It's just like, oh she, yeah, she doesn't care. She's just having fun. Right. So. She says something else during that. Yeah, like something risque during it. And I thought that was kind of funny because they really don't. They don't really go there with this with the show. No. They don't do risque stuff. Well, I think she said. But, uh, or Taylor said, late again, are we? And she said, yes, I hope I'm not pregnant. Uh, right, right. And yeah. then he didn't get it at all. No, yeah. went right over his head. Right. Uh, What's Taylor's like? What? So he owns a grocery store and he owns all these buildings. Yeah. I guess. So what's his, do, do, do we know his backstory? I don't think we know anything about him, do we? No, I think it's just he's like, okay. he's very ambitious. He wants to uh, control the world control the world yeah <laughs> um yeah you know he he's kind of like an old-fashioned guy i think in a lot of ways mm-hmm. you know like i don't that's why i don't necessarily fault him because i think he just has a hard time adjusting to the world as it is now mm-hmm. so um he's politically powerful like he, he definitely like seemingly runs most of the town at least from a political standpoint not like it's, and he must have Oh, go ahead. Not like there's a whole lot. I mean, there was a mayor, but we haven't seen the mayor in, like, forever, so. Yeah, what is he, the town, it's almost like a joke. Like, he's the town councilman or something, and he fills in for the mayor? Yeah. I think we saw the mayor once. Yeah. I don't think we ever really see the mayor again. Like, I think he only ever appears in season one, so. I mean, but this is elected position, so somebody must have voted Taylor in. Yeah. Unless he rigged the election. Yeah. Make stars I can, you know again. what? I could see him doing that, and then also convincing himself that he did it for the greater good of the community. I could see that. I could too. see him doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has a very overblown sense of self-importance. Like he definitely mm-hmm. thinks that like he is very much like the the most important person in the town. So. Well, and there's some and there's some grandiosity to it too. So you know, we talk about narcissism. Part of narcissism is grandiosity. I mean, there's covert narcissism. Yeah. Which actually isn't our diagnostic manual, but um, but that he does do some showboating stuff, you know, like being in front of the, you know, it's like he's got different rules to mm-hmm. follow, and he, you know, like being in front of the the crowd and stuff, and yeah, and how dare someone else sell vegetables, you know? It's just yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, that's kind of what grandiosity looks like. Is you think that you should have different rules than everybody else? Why shouldn't the guy sell vegetables? Yeah. If he's better than you at it, why don't you team up with him somehow? You know, like, you yeah. got to think of stuff like that instead of him just sitting at the, you know, like, he just got completely deflated sitting and doing, like, a pity party. Well, I think he, I mean, he also seemingly thinks that he should be the... The only... Yeah. Like, he should be the the, the vegetable proprietor in the town. He should be the one that's handling all the political stuff. You know, right. he seemingly thinks that... And I don't know, at times I get the impression that he does it because he just likes that sense of power. That's why I think, right. like, him and Kirk have, like, a lot in common. And I wonder if, like, the show will ever, right. like, get to the point where it's like, hey, Taylor and Kirk could be best friends because they both are very similar. They both want, like, 
power in that sense, and they both seemingly love to have control over situations. Mark seems less harmful to me. Yeah. I think it's because he's a bit more comic relief. Like, Taylor's less mm-hmm. so. But. Right. Yeah, like you say, he's the closest that they come to having an antagonist. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, it doesn't have to be, like, mustache-twirling villain or anything like that. But, you know. Right. He, he's oftentimes, you know, exacerbated with Lorelai, partially to a degree, Rory, so. Well, she knows exactly how to how to get him angry, <laughs> you yeah. know? For sure. And I think that's part, that's a sport for her to figure mm-hmm. out how to get him. Yeah. Um, okay. Behind the scenes trivia. Um, Dave Allen was in this episode and um, he's somebody who later starred in the show Mike and Molly with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, really? Yeah. Dave Allen played the uh, the other vegetable proprietor, the guy that uh, uh. eventually moved out of town. So, yeah, they eventually worked together again on Mike and Molly. So. Oh, and you can see on Melissa McCarthy, uh, early 2000s brows, mm-hmm. how skinny your brows are. That was very in style at the time. Yeah. Just a little added thing. So. Oh, and there's some product placement. It was there? Um, yeah, there's, yeah, uh, in the, I can't remember what it was, but in the kitchen scene, there's something that's very obviously product placement. There's, a, oh, the Apple, there's the Apple laptop. Oh yeah, very clearly is is popped open with, and they're facing. You know the way they do the camera shots, you can tell it was not an accident. Um, there's also some other things too, but um, yeah, but keep your eyes open. You can see where they face labels out, mm-hmm. and usually, you know, they if it's not a paid for thing, they will you know hide it or they'll call it like cereal, <laughs> you know, like they'll make yeah. it like really generic. Um, but yeah, there's some some big product placement. I I'm curious how much money they made on product placement because we've seen quite a bit. Yeah, but the I'm thing is, curious. I always feel like it it's sort of just like background stuff. Like, it never feels too egregious, at least to me. Uh, I know you well, noticed that. when she said, we got a whole case of, we got a whole case of Maybelline Great Lash Mascara, blah, 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 blah. You yeah. know, it almost like became a joke because yeah. they were doing it so much. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think of, like, other shows at the time, like, there was, um, like, America's Next Top Model and stuff like that, where, like, it was mm-hmm. constantly, like, makeup and other stuff in people's faces, right, or, or right. like, American Idol, that was another one. Like, mm-hmm. it, I think it was a product of its time, but I also think, too, watching it, like, it doesn't ever seem too egregious to me. Like, it doesn't, it, it seems natural that, like, they would use an iMac, or they would, you know drink a certain kind of coffee stuff like that so but rory holding the ready whip cans like they're a baby is a little over the top <laughs> oh know? yeah the way she, that was i mean i think that you got to be really careful with that stuff yeah. or it looks like truman show you know where you're blatantly doing it yeah um but yeah i i and then i wonder how much the product sales went up because at this point the show's got to be taking off right yeah it was like, pretty popular getting, okay it was pretty high up in the ratings. I know that for sure. Okay. Um, any other mental health observations about this episode? That uh, just the the issue of yeah, if someone wants something for their final wishes, but it's just not doable, it's okay to not do that thing. Yeah. And I think that sometimes um, people get really wrapped up in, well, they would have wanted this and they would have wanted this, and I'm going to let them down they're not around so if something is a, a burden to you to to 
who follows through on, you don't have to do that thing because nobody's going to, I mean, unless it's written in their will and you have to do it or something. And I'm, I'm not an attorney, but, uh, yeah. Makes mental notes to write in my, um, in what you, yeah. Like I want, you know, in my will uh, that I'm going to write, I want like a 50 piece bagpipe <laughs> band or yeah. I would have, that would uh, be, be pretty cool. I'd have Kings of Leon perform in my funeral. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. And then, of course, it would cost probably a lot of money. To be and like, then it'd beca- become a, a party. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. And then people would be like, why did yeah, Kurt be invite a- only. Why did Kurt yeah, why, put, but- put this in here? Why did he make us, like, drag Kings of Leon here? And you can say, see, see the Dead Uncle of Vegetable episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Information. I put it all there and in, hidden in my podcast empire. You'll find Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also treasures. Yeah, you go some people on treasure hunt. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so I just want to let people off the hook that if there's something that you don't think that you can fulfill, it's okay. Yeah, not the end of the world. Again, unless you're legally obligated. But if you think you're legally obligated, then talk to an attorney. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just let yourself off the hook. And why bury him with all the baseball cards? That just, oh, that made me mad. <laughs> yeah. Because he could... He could have sold some of those baseball cards and paid for his entire renovation, you know, but that's the part where duty sometimes takes over, um, you know, maybe common sense and emotion mm-hmm. yeah. and that, that maybe, you know, what the uncle wanted, like it, it got to the point where he had to buy an extra large coffin for all the stuff. Yeah. And yeah. that just gets pretty ridiculous. Yeah. And I think he should have put like a limit on it for himself but that's also not Luke so but that also says a lot about his personality that he will try to fulfill somebody's wishes even if it hurts him and I think that is something that needs to be looked at it sounds like he's starting to look at it too yeah that that's not healthy for sure I think it's time to rate this episode what would you give this episode a score of give it a seven I mean it seemed like a lot of filler but maybe it's just a palate cleanser after last episode. Yeah, I think it's it's an episode that's not like overly important and I like not every episode needs to be, but I still think yeah, this one definitely is a little bit lower in terms of like the scale of things. I'd give it like mm, a 6. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it felt like there I was agree just with that. not a lot going on. Um Yeah, like if you didn't watch this episode, I think you'd be okay. Yeah, you're not really messing much. So Right. Cool. Maybe a little Luke development, but not even well, that wasn't even that much. And even then it, it had that like Daniel Palladino kind of like <laughs> uh I felt a little uncomfortable a few times watching this episode. So Yeah. Um there there was that as well that I think had this been an a- Amy Sherman Palladino directed episode, there could have been a little bit more in here that would have gone been like oh okay like you're you're making more out of this than you could but it felt like at least with what we were watching it just didn't really feel as like capitalizing no, you can on the potential tell, yeah you can kind of tell which episodes he's directed they seem kind of loosey-goosey like they seem yeah. kind of disjointed maybe yeah they also seem to be very joke oriented like mm-hmm. he seems to really primarily focus on jokes and you know he worked on family yeah, but he didn't write this script did he no he didn't it, was, write it was written by a guy named jamie uh babbitt or i should a woman sorry named jamie babbitt i should correct myself who's directed a few other episodes 
Um, but she's yeah. directed a few, and this is and has she written for a few or directed? Uh, she was just directing. So okay, yeah, huh? So, but uh, yeah, she's she did a lot of like the the later episodes too. So oh okay, yeah, a lot of like stuff in season huh. five, stuff like that. Ah so, uh, okay, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just felt like a lot of this was kind of like yeah, it didn't uh, didn't kind of necessarily... toast him. yeah, right. didn't, didn't feel overly important, but right. Cool. We but we probably... made it through it. We made it through it, and it was still, you know, worth the journey. Even if the destination mm-hmm. is not the most exciting, it's still still a fun time. So, right. Um, you can find stuff over at stephaniesarkis.com. Gaslighting is the book, and Talking Brains is the podcast. And I'm over at threegreeners.com. Practically every day, there's some new content going up. And until next time, where we talk about back in the saddle again. Bye for now. Bye.